Mayor Mark Hodges, the Hopkins Park Mayor. Hi, Mayor Hodges. Nice to meet you. Good morning, Perry, and thanks for inviting me on your show. Oh, I'm so glad. Listen, I'm fascinated. Like I said, I just had no idea that this little hamlet, uh, you know, actually existed. Uh, Some of the anonymities that we've been taking for granted over uh, the past couple of centuries or millenniums, and uh, suddenly somebody looks up and says, you know what, we're going to finally give this little this little place uh we want to get put put in a gas line i cannot imagine how this was able to not have this type of infrastructure for so long mayor hodges inform us educate me well um perry i'd like to say that this is a beautiful community we're about 50 miles south of chicago in pembroke township kankakee county <clears throat> and we um, were founded in the late 1800s, um, a community that continues to seek stable and economic growth. Um, we, when you ask how did this happen, uh, I'll, you know, from my train of thought, it's without reservation, uh, this happened by design and not by accident. Mm-hmm. Every community around us has natural gas, they have ma- manufacturing, they have industry, they have stores. Uh, and other local uh, shopping opportunities, uh, and we have little or none of that. Wow. So, so the residents from Pembroke Township, the village of Hopkins Park, we go to those communities and support those communities. But the reality is the people in those communities, they feel the same way that you're stating today, that how did this happen? It's been 40, 50 years now that they don't have natural gas. And I'm going to tell you, I have uh, sought clean fuel alternatives for Pembroke Township, such as wind and solar energy, um, because that would be, some people would say that would be the best, and I don't disagree with them. Mm-hmm. But the reality is our community can't com- afford it, and the state uh, cannot afford it. It costs about $25 million to bring uh, a transmission line into our community. Mm-hmm. And so have you lived in, in this county all your life? Uh, I was raised as a child until I was 17. Then I joined the United States Marine Corps. And after that, I joined the California Department of Corrections. And uh, happy to say that I retired as a captain with the California Department of Corrections in 2012. Oh, thank you for your service. Thank you. And I've always had a desire to return to my community and help because clearly in California, I could see the advantages of having natural gas, and other amenities and infrastructure. Was it a shock to you? Was it a shock to you when you saw, you know, that people had these sort of things that you didn't have up to you when you were 17 years old? Was it a shock? It was amazing. And uh, I'm going to say this here to all the Marines out there. Uh, one of the first things that shocked me was those yellow footprints. And, and only the, the Marines that's listening to this here are going to understand what I'm talking about. All right. I don't this, like uh, inside jokes. <laughs> but I, so this, so you have got the support of Congressman uh, Robin Kelly. Um, Reverend Jackson has been talking about Pembroke for as long as I can remember. Um, and uh, what do you think this will do? Because I know there are some people that don't want a pipeline, but you know what? You've got naysayers all 
all over the place. I mean, hell, they didn't want a target in my community. Now they raise in hell because it's gone. So just, I mean, so how did you get these people, get these people's ear? And um, how did NICOR uh, approach you? Why did they, why did they want to uh, do something that other natural gas uh, providers had not even thought about or wanted to do all these years? Well, not only do we have the support of uh, Congresswoman Robin Kelly, we also have the support uh, and the sponsors of the bills are um, State Representative Jackie Haas. She's sponsoring uh, House Bill 3404. Senator Patrick Joyce is sponsoring uh, uh, Senate Bill 2393. We also have the support of uh, United States Senator Dick Durbin. Um, <clears throat> the way this came about is I happened to be at a... Uh, event at at, uh, Operation Push in Chicago. Reverend Jackson asked me to come down to his office, and we talked, and he said, well, Mayor, what can we do for the village of Hopkins Park? I have been advocating to anybody and everybody that would listen for many years that um, we needed natural gas Mm -hmm. uh, to be competitive with communities around us. And he simply said, Mayor, we're going to bring natural gas to your community. And I'm going to say Reverend Jackson is a man of his word. He has been out to every meeting and been on pretty much, uh, or him or a representative has been on every phone call uh, to make this natural gas line. Again, my name is Perry Small. We're talking to Mayor Mark Hodges. He is Hopkins Park Mayor. Um, For those of you who don't know, Hopkins Park sits inside the 52-square-mile Pembroke Township, which lies near the Indiana state line. People who live there rely on electricity, propane, and in some cases, wood-burning stoves for heat. Same goes for the broader community of Pembroke Township. The only residents of the five-square-mile Hopkins Park and areas immediately around it would be reconnected to the gas line under the plan. As many Illinois politicians talk about moving toward a clean energy future, Hodge has found support from U.S. Representative Robin Kelly, a number of state lawmakers, and the Reverend Jesse Jackson to put more than 30 miles of natural gas pipeline in a poor black community in the name of economic development. It's a debate that has also taken place elsewhere around the country. So, Mayor Hodges, what's on your wish list after you get the pipeline going? What, what, what kind of economic development are you looking forward to? Well, we have an empty building here. We call it a Nestle plant. Nestle was there many years ago, probably about 15 years ago. This building has stood empty for 15 years, and we would like to see that building occupied by a manufacturing company. Um, and one of the things I really like, would like is, just like in other communities, when our children pass by on the school bus, we want them to proudly point at that building or other business in, in the businesses in the community and say, that's where my mom or my dad works. Uh-huh. We want pride in our community just like they have in surrounding communities. And I'd like to say that I also want our community to stop, to stop being taken advantage of by propane companies. If you remember, or some will, that back in 2015, propane went from somewhere in the area of $1.29 per gallon to $5.50 per gallon. For a 400-gallon fill-up, that was 
went from five hundred and sixteen dollars to over twenty two hundred dollars. Wow! Now I'm sure you, you can understand that that seventeen hundred dollar difference was a major impact on our seniors and those making less than twenty two hundred dollars a month. Right. It was just affordable. Many people could not afford that. They they were unable to you know to to afford it. So their water pipes burst because they couldn't afford the heat. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. So. And I'd like to give one story along the line uh, of that is that I had a neighbor that lived down the street <clears throat> who suffered, uh, unfortunately, as a lack of propane. Uh, I, he was he ran out of propane. I just happened to go by his house to check on him. And when this man stood up, it was obvious that he was in distress. I brought him to my house. Mm-hmm. I, gave, I gave him a bath. And when I looked, and, and he looked up at me as I was giving, washing his body, he said, I would be embarrassed, but I need help right now. Oh, wow. And when I, when I looked down at his feet, his feet were black. And when I say black, I mean black from frostbite. And we had came downstairs. He couldn't make it back upstairs. I had to carry him back upstairs. I put him on my couch. I gave him a hot meal. And I said, how are you feeling? He said, I'm feeling much better. I said, that's good because I'm calling the ambulance. You have frostbite. Two months later, he had both of his legs amputated. Oh, my goodness. And this is what the lack of affordable, safe energy costs some of our residents out here. They, they're, they're, we, we, some literally free. I mean, it, it's cold. It's I just can't the- believe that this has been going on for all these decades. I mean, that is the biggest horror story I've ever seen. Everybody has a right to their basic, to have their basic needs met. And he, his quality of life clearly, and others, is just not there, was not there. I, I am just, I just can't believe that something like that could happen in 2021. Well, uh, it, it happens, and the potential for it happening again is uh, will continue until we get uh, much better uh, and much more reliable source of fuel to heat our homes in the winter. And, and the one thing about natural gas is natural gas is regulated. Uh-huh. They could not raise the prices on natural gas like they did on propane back in 2015, over $5.50 a gallon. Mm-hmm. Uh, natural gas is regulated. The, the other thing is <clears throat> that this legislation that we're trying to move, this House Bill 3404, currently the village of Hopkins Park would have to put in about $4 million, which, of course, we cannot afford to bring this legislation to bear or to, to afford the gas line. The legislation of House Bill 3404 removes that, and then NICOR would be able to absorb that cost. And this would not only help the village of Hopkins Park, but it would help other communities around the state that are in a similar condition. Well, I just want to say, uh, Mayor Mayor Hodges, thank you so much for coming on with us. And we're rooting for you and your community, uh, Hopkins Park uh, Mayor. Thank you so much. And uh, I hope that you come back on again when things get up and running. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I look forward to it talking to you again. All right, then.